This week's parasha Shoftim from the book of Deuteronomy provides the words that fuel the clarion call for justice in Judaism, tzedek, tzedek, tirdof, justice, justice, you shall pursue. Our bar mitzvah boy, Sam Beneke, will beautifully chant these words from Torah tomorrow morning, and Sam, you are fabulous. Sam will teach us why the words tzedek, the word for justice, is repeated in the Torah portion, so not to take any wind out of our bar mitzvah boy's sail, um, I'll take another tact. With the words justice, justice, you shall pursue, um, I'd like to share one of my favorite Jewish myths in the context of this month of Elul. Maybe you've heard me share this myth before, and like Torah, maybe it will strike you differently this year. The story goes like this. There once was a Jew who went out into the world to seek justice. Somewhere he was certain justice must exist, but he had never found it. So he set out on a quest that lasted for many years. He went from town to town and village to village, and everywhere he went, he searched for justice, but never found it. In this way, many years passed until the man had explored all of the known world except one last great forest. He entered that dark forest without hesitation, for by now he was fearless, and he went everywhere in it. He went into the caves of thieves, but they mocked him and said, do you expect to find justice here? And he went into the huts of witches where they were stirring their brews, but they laughed at him and said, do you expect to find justice here? The man went deeper and deeper into that forest until at last he arrived at a little clay hut. Through the window, he saw many flickering flames, and he was curious about them. So he went to the door and knocked. No answer. He knocked again. Nothing. At last, he pushed the door open and stepped inside. Now, as soon as he stepped inside that cottage, the man realized that it was much larger on the inside than it had appeared on the outside. It was filled with hundreds of shelves, and on every shelf there were dozens of oil candles. Some of those candles were in precious holders of gold and silver or marble, and some were in cheap holders of clay or tin. And some of the holders were filled with oil, and the flames burned brightly, while others had little oil left. All at once, an old man with a long white beard, appearing in a white robe, said to him, Shalom, my son. And the old man looked at him and said, How can I help you? And the man replied, Alom, Alechem, Shalom. I have gone everywhere searching for justice but never have I seen anything like this. Tell me, 
What are all these candles? The old man said, each of these candles is the candle of a person's soul. As long as the candle continues to burn, that person remains alive. But when the candle burns out, that person's soul takes leave of the world. The man asked, can you show me the candle of my soul? Follow me, the old man said, and he led him through that long labyrinth of a cottage, which the man now saw must be endless. As they reached a low shelf, there the old man pointed to a candle in a holder of clay and said, that is the candle of your soul. Now the man took one look at that flickering flame and a great fear fell upon him, for the wick of that candle was very short and there was very little oil left. And it looked as if at any minute the wick would slide into the oil and sputter out. He began to tremble. Could the end be so near without his knowing it? Then he noticed the candle next to his own, also in a clay holder, but that one was full of oil, and its wick was long and straight, and its flame burned brightly. And whose candle is that? The man asked. I can only reveal each man's candle to himself alone. The old man said, and he turned and left. The man stood there quaking. All at once he heard a sputtering sound, and when he looked up, he saw smoke rising from another shelf, and he knew that somewhere someone was no longer among the living. He looked back at his own candle and saw that there were only a few drops of oil left. Then he looked again at the candle next to his own, so full of oil and a terrible thought entered his mind. He stepped back and searched for the old man in every corner of the cottage, but didn't see him anywhere. Then he picked up the candle next to his own and lifted it above his own, and at that instant, the old man appeared out of nowhere and gripped his arm like an iron grip, and the old man said, is this the kind of justice you are seeking? Well, the man closed his eyes because it hurt so much. And when he opened his eyes, he saw that the old man was gone and the cottage and the candles had all disappeared. And he found himself standing alone in the forest and he heard the trees whispering his fate. And he wondered, had the candle burned out, was he too no longer among the living? In our quest for justice, striving to make the world a better place, this Jewish myth holds a mirror before each of us. The man, on the verge of completing his quest for justice, is tested to see if he himself is just. Of course, the man in the story 
falls short. More than that, the universe seems to have conspired to reveal his hypocrisy, claiming a high moral ground, yet failing to walk the talk himself. That moment of truth hits us in the gut. It hurts our hearts and our soul. This Jewish myth, an extension of Torah's commandment to pursue justice, invites us to find our place in the story. What is it that we so fervently pursue, perhaps looking for certain ethical standards and moral behavior in others, yet failing to apply the standards and behaviors to ourselves? If we are blessed, the iron grip on our arm making us face our hypocrisy comes from someone who loves and cares about us. Family, friends, a teacher, a coach, a mentor sent to us as an angel of God, touching our life just for this moment. The man in our story has to face his consequences. He finds himself standing alone in the forest, and he hears the trees whispering his fate. Within this irony, the man has found justice. Yet the story ends purposefully ambiguous. We're unsure of the man's fate, only that he is made to account for his actions. We all have to account for our actions. And that, my friends, is the opportunity we have during this month of Elul leading to the High Holy Days. Jewish tradition invites us each to engage in the spiritual practice of cheshbon nefesh, an accounting of our souls. This first step towards taking responsibility for how we have missed the mark over the past year, the first step is to quiet ourselves and look deep within. As spiritual archaeologist excavating the layers of our souls, what is it that we expect to find? Rabbi Langowitz and our cantorial soloist Todd Herzog provided an answer in their special Shabbat and month of Elul message sent to the congregation this morning. In their musical duet, we hear the words from Psalm 97, poetry that pierces our hearts and our soul. Or zaruch latzadik ul lev simcha. Light is sown for the righteous, joy for the upright of heart. The psalmist uses a gardening metaphor for justice. When we act in a way that reflects the ethics and morals we hold dear to our heart, acting in a righteous way, light is unearthed in our soul. Like sunlight penetrating well-cultivated soil, acts of justice make us bloom with goodness. There is a divine spark in each of our souls waiting to be released into the world making even the desert to rejoice 
and blossom like a rose. Let's use this time, this Shabbat, and throughout the month of Elul, to think about how we can not only pursue justice, but to do justice. Then, then the words of the psalmist will course through our veins and lift up our souls. Or zaruach latzadik ul lev simcha. Then light will be sown for the righteous, joy for the upright of heart.